My nigga, this is dedication. This is anti-hesitation. This is real nigga celebration. It's a dime block declaration. 59th and 5th that granny house with vanilla wafers. It's the remedy to separation. Tupac of my generation. Blue pill in the fucking matrix. Red rose in the great pavement. Young black nigga trapped and he can't change it. Know he a genius, he just can't claim it. Cause they left him no platforms to explain it. He frustrated, so he get faded. But deep down inside, he know you can't fade him. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? I need some real nigga reparations. Or I run up in your bank just for recreation. Dedication, hard work, plus patience. To some more of my sacrifice, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. Told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. Yeah. 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 What's up, guys? What's up, man? What's going on? Chilling. <laughs> we live? We live, man. This is we, it. We didn't got to start it. This the podcast right here, man. Yeah. Real, um, real somber mood. You know, we got a responsibility here on this podcast to, um, I guess, inform the people, um, be with the people, and just kind of um, explain to the people. I yeah. guess that's the I guess that's the biggest I guess that's the the, the thing we want to get across. Uh the biggest thing here that we are dealing with is uh we all know what's going down. Yeah. We all know what's happening. We don't even have to say it. R.I.P. Uh, my guy. R.I.P. Well, uh man, this week has been tough, man. Or yeah, it's been a tough one. This week this week has been tough. Uh you, you know, I don't think I've had a celebrity death. Uh, that hit that's hit this hard man and it's so crazy because you you don't even think that you would have to deal with it in this capacity mm-hmm. like because we shouldn't have to deal with it right right this one this one kind of feels like a mixture and a mixture of mac miller and michael right yeah like, Maybe not to the extent of how I felt when Michael passed, but right. yeah. De- I feel like when I Michael passed, we weren't at an age where we could respect we could it really enough feel, or feel it enough. Feel it. Yeah, I think I think it, that's why I said a, a mixture of him and my and Mac Miller because Mac Miller was somebody I could definitely feel. I I knew Mac yeah. Miller's music. I knew him. You know what I'm saying? And also the the cultural and the influential impact. Yeah, that Nipsey had was kind of like I'm not gonna say it was like my, but it, it had some culturally important things like Michael was right, right. You yeah. know where even at a young age, his his cultural impact was very very high. I feel like it was it hit so hard because not only was he an artist, but he was for us. Like yeah, not only did he come out the hood, but he made it a point and an effort and a, a his duty to give back <laughs> to the hood to teach the young black youth and to put things in the community that bettered the black community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. he gave back so much. Like he was like rebuilding and creating wealth in the in his own community. Very true. Um this is Tune from the Push Star Podcast. It is your girl, Sierra Danielle. It's your boy Famous Phillips. Uh and if you haven't caught up by now, we are talking about the passing of Nipsey Hustle. Uh, just you saying that yeah just yeah. you saying that um we're gonna give it up this entire podcast uh to the life of mr nipsey hustle all right that's that that's what this podcast is dedicated foremost. to right um 
one thing we're going to talk about a, a variety of different things when it comes to Nipsey. But one of the things I want to talk about is the the, the, the first in the, the the first findings of Nip, uh, as far as when you guys figured out when the news when came. the news happened because I was on air at the time. I was right. on I was mm. on one or two jams at the time, and what's crazy is I had the responsibility at that point to be the first person to break the news. Um, so that came with a lot of responsibility, right? I, I the first initial thing that I saw was on Twitter, and based off of the people that I follow on my timeline, things when that nature happened come pretty quickly right. on my timeline. Like I see that. See it. Mm-hmm. I see it pretty fast. So the first immediate thing I went to my trusty uh, group chat that I know would be able to fact check this upon finding. Mm-hmm. And I send that to them and say, is this true? Am I seeing this as what's being reported? Because all I'm seeing right now is that he's shot at this point that, in time. That's what. Yeah, I think that that was for me, too. Like the first I heard of anything, it was. That he was shot now because right. see of, I didn't see I didn't hear you didn't anything. hear any of that so right. I was like pretty in my Sunday and I watched the game I watched Duke yeah. unfortunately lose yeah um and I remember going home and turning on my like getting on Twitter and I see a tweet that says damn this Nipsey news got me sick yeah. and I was like immediately you don't think death. But yeah. I thought, mm-hmm. like, hey, did he get locked up? Did he get into some type of trouble? But then I was yeah. like, no, he was, like, trying to do better and trying to better the community and be, like, a role model. So I was yeah. like, what happened? Like, what did he get into now? Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, especially with someone who was giving back so much, I figured, okay, somebody probably linked into something and he's in some mess. Yeah. But then as I searched the Nipsey hashtag, I'm like, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I uh, saw the initial report that he was shot, and then you know when you, when you have things like this in 2019 happen on social media, you obviously have to go. It, it comes with some skepticism. Mm-hmm. You you hold reservation until you start seeing things be for real. Until you know for sure. Until yeah. I know for sure. I don't want to rush the judgment. Mm-hmm. Then I saw a report from a very credible reporter that says, "Hey, look, I'm on the scene. Uh, he was shot. It does not look good. He's not responded." Uh, based off of him being in the ambulance because at that point in time nobody knew whether he had passed or not so at that point in time I then have a responsibility to tell the triad North Carolina Greensboro Winston-Salem anybody who listens to 102 Jan Nipsey Hustle was shot um, I got news later on that someone actually it, it's so crazy how fast travels the people found out about Nipsey from my statement on 102 right like because i had to cut the music and everything like i had to say listen you know i got a responsibility here these are the facts i report them to you as they come out right 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 and um from even individuals that i know that are currently locked up right now that i spoke with after the fact they said that you were the first person that i heard even mention it giving them that news G- yeah. giving them that news uh and then 20 to 30 minutes later we all know um, what happened with that? So that 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 was my take on it, and it like in the first initial wave, I still don't think it hit me. But when I really, really, really noticed it was like that next day when I was still fucked up. Yeah, I was still fucked up, and I'm like, and I'm still even talking on the mic right now. I'm still fucked up. It's it's it's, it's surreal. Yeah, and I'm like, I, 
it's it's one of those things where like I don't even know. Um, I don't even know. I don't. Yeah, I don't even want to yeah. give it up to. I mean, because I feel like it's our responsibility to give it up to give an update on on what's happening. Right. Um, Calvin, if you want to dive a little bit into the update of what's going on at the time of us recording. So currently, they do have a suspect in custody. Um, I think his name or his. I'm not even gonna say his name. Yeah. But uh, apparently, it was somebody that Nipsey actually knew. Yeah. Um, and before that news came out there was a lot of talk about you know the fact that he had got shot six times so five to the body body, one one to the the head head. Mm -hmm. which is a lot of people were speculating that it could have been military grade type thing but it looks like like it was was, like it was a setup and I, i think the biggest thing for me in my opinion like just hearing everything was the fact that last year we we raved about Victory Lab, like mm-hmm. I'm not even going. Like, we talked about it on, like mm-hmm. we just perm. talked about it. Yeah, on, on we perm, talked about right. it on Perm, and we also talked about it when we had the show the about Grammys. the Grammys because mm-hmm. we all knew, like it was like, yo, I Victory Lap is going to win Victory. this Grammy. Yeah, and, and I was talking to my friend it's a, Deesh it's a great about it. Right, it's yeah. a great, great album. album. Yeah. I was talking to Deesh about it, and I was like, Deesh, like to be honest, like no, I. I wasn't hip to Nipsey's old stuff, right? Like I yeah. wasn't, I was, I just wasn't mm-hmm. hip to it. But when I heard Victory Lap, I told, I was like, "Yo, I really rocked with Victory Lap." That was like my, that was my album of the year. I just knew it was going to win. And I was like, the thing that hurt me the most was the fact that one, I, I think that everybody felt like he got robbed of that Grammy, right? Right. But yeah. then two, for this to happen in the climate that we're in, like yeah. where he was doing so many good things, like you know, he had, a, he was teaching kids how to code. Yeah, man. Like that's like who's crazy. Doing that? Who's yeah. taking that time to really give back to the black community like that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like everybody puts their money into houses and all these things and all this shit that don't matter. Mm-hmm. And here's this man literally buying buildings mm-hmm. to create stores and create restaurants and create revenue for black communities providing people with jobs he bought the hiring. block he bought the block he, 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 was, bought, he literally he, bought he, he the literally, block he right. literally bought a part of the block that tenants were getting like evicted from and he took it renovated it and let those people back in like yes you can't you can't ask for more of a, a humanitarian or yeah humanitarian. And and the, yeah same thing and, and you know what sucks too is that like the, all this praise that Nips is getting it's not like it's new to what he hasn't been talking about in the past. Go back and look at old clips of Nipsey talking about dropping gems, just talking about ownership and entrepreneurship and creating and wealth, creating wealth within it within the community. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Nipsey has been giving it up like this. And my introduction to Nipsey came um, around 2011. Uh, I believe somebody can fact check me if I'm wrong when the Crenshaw mixtape came out and no this was bef- this was before Crenshaw there was a project before that Slauson is the name of that one mm-hmm. and um, I, I just remember I, one of the things I said about Victory Lap I don't know if y'all remember but it, it it gave me that feeling that I was like in LA I was in the whip you yeah, know what I'm saying like that yeah, yeah but the top down like that that's that feel that Nipsey gave me just like through his words and so I just it it just, it, it it all sucks, it's man. Like a, it's like, it's that feeling. Yeah, that you can't it describe. is. Yeah, it's it, it, again. I don't. This this is one that's gonna have to. This one's gonna take some time. Absolutely. This, this, this one's gonna take some time to process, and we're gonna get into it a little bit deeper. Um, 
as the show progresses about because we're going to be talking about this from a, a host of different angles. So right. um, if, if you guys don't want to hear about Nipsey, um, then I would suggest don't listen to this podcast. Yep. Because yep. um, this is this is when we're all gonna, dedicated to Nip because we're we, we going to be giving it up to Nip this this whole thing from from a host of different angles. Um, one thing to. Well, you know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that conversation for a little bit later. Okay. Um, okay. Gas up. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's gas up the car real quick because we got to do that. Um, to lighten the mood, um, yeah. I'm gonna gas up my mom. Uh, so as you all know, when I moved from Greensboro to Durham, I had a dog. Yeah. And her name was Nina. She was a white pit lab mix, and that was my baby. I had her yeah. ever since she was a month old. So rehoming her and giving her to a new family because I'm against uh shelters because i don't believe that pets should die because they're not adopted yeah but um i actually found her a new home Mm -hmm. she has a brother and she's like doing really good and it kind of was hard for me Mm. so yesterday um my mom asked me did i want a dog (laughs) and she surprised me and got me a puppy wow um so she's (laughs) not gonna be as big as nina was but her name's bella that's dope and she's a a poodle she's a poodle mix and so she's gonna be small and so She's black and white, and she's beautiful, and I'll be picking her up tomorrow. <laughs> That's dope. So I'm a mommy again. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sierra got another dog. Oh man. Um my my gas up is going to go to um a good friend, a uh, colleague of mine, Joy. So she um she's been doing this like YouTube thing for a, a little while now, and. I just noticed she was over 100 subscribers and I was like, yo, Joy, you really doing your damn thing? Because she just created the the channel like a few weeks ago. Oh, damn. So I'm like, yo, I'm really proud of her because she just posted a video of her um, doing a cover to uh, Frank Ocean's Crack Rock. Yeah. So if y'all haven't gone to listen, I'm going to I'm going to tell Nick to put this Joy. link in the in the podcast. Make sure y'all go check that out. Joy got the ch- Joy got the vocals. Yes. Joy got the Joy vocals. Joy can sing. Dang, I didn't know Joy had the vocals like that. Um, uh, quick gas up. I want to uh gas up. Um, everybody that's going to be headed down to the beautiful Raleigh for Dreamville Fest this weekend. I know uh, a few people, and uh, kind of sad I can't go. Dreamville <laughs> Fest, um, is one of those things where it's gonna, I'm glad it is when it is for a variety of different reasons, primarily for the fact that it's gonna get my mind off of everything yep. that's been going on. Yeah. Uh, along with the fact that it is my birthday this weekend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is my birthday this weekend. Um, so if you want to pull up, you know what I mean? Hit <laughs> my line. Uh, we definitely have some festivities for you in the Raleigh area. Uh, along if you want to pull up to a, a little cookout on Sunday, too. I got some, you know. Damn. Some. The food will be ready. Yeah. Uh, the food. Who cooking? Um, we ain't even gonna we ain't even gonna get on that. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Is we'll it talk, you? Uh, we, we'll talk about that a little yeah, bit you later. You know it ain't gonna be him. No, no. you know, yo, no, no. I'm just asking. You know, Nick, I'm just Nick trying is not to getting clarify. on the grill, bro. Y'all, <laughs> see, all right, all right. You got a cookbook for grill. Christmas? Remember, did you use it yet? He ain't used. It. Have I? I know I have. What'd you make? I have. Uh, I forget the. Dip. I've made a couple things. Boiling water. Bad. Boiling pasta noodles. Um, we have gassed up the car, so um, ladies first. Mm-hmm. What up, everybody? It is your girl, Sierra Danielle. For those of you just tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud, um, it is your girl, Sierra Danielle, and ooh, 
ladies first yeah ladies first yeah so as you all know we are going to be dissecting this terrible news um from many different angles and as a woman um i'm not a mother but i can kind of you know i can feel for her i want to talk about lauren um and trauma when it comes to a wife losing a father her husband or a mm-hmm. child losing their father in such a traumatic way um because was it what i don't i'm not sure exactly how true this is but i know his kids were around when this happened like it was a picture he, it was a picture of him with his daughter i don't know if that was his i don't know if that was confirmed his daughter or not no oh, okay. okay yeah okay, I, don't think I was, was worried yeah. i was like wait a second yeah. but um like how <sighs> it's so hard to like talk about this because it's just like i can I can only imagine mm-hmm. what they're what they're going mm-hmm. through. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So how do you guys think that like what could help? Like I know there's nothing that can really help. Yeah. But what can like aid in this process for them? Because not only it's not a, it's, I don't want to say it's not a regular death cuz they're celebrities. So she's probably not going to get on social media for a very long time because literally now everywhere she turns she's going to see nipsey yeah i think for i mean even now like everywhere i turn there's a post there's a like there's a something there's murals right which and i do not i don't have a problem with that because i feel like people are showing their love for somebody who they barely even knew you know what i'm saying yeah, like, like and that, influence it's crazy because i tweeted the other day i said yo death brings people together mm-hmm. like death and celebration of life brings people together and that's how it's always been. Like, I think that's a societal thing that we've that we've seen over the years. One thing I do want to say about the fact that Lauren is having to deal with this is that I think that it's going to be extremely tough on her as being a mother, you know, a lover, uh, a girlfriend. Um, she has to explain to her kids what happened mm-hmm. to her daughter and before and before the world explains before the to world what happens. Can, because if the world is coming to explain it then they're going to hear the conspiracy theories and the fact that your 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 dad was a game banger and it, you know the people going to the lines are going to yeah. get blurred she is going to have to come up with her narrative of how she wants to tell her child like this is what happened to your father right right and i think that is more difficult than anything else because see I can't speak on that, how it feels to have to tell somebody this is how your person, the person that, you know, mm-hmm. passed away. Like there's differences between if we all are relatively old enough to know, oh, this is how somebody passes away. But when you have to explain it to a child for them to understand, <laughs> you're trying to teach them something where you don't want to teach. You don't want to have then, to teach somebody death. And you not know what only I'm that, though, but like when you explain it to your child. You also have to be prepared to help them process this type yeah. of emotional trauma because a place where my father once was, he yeah. no longer is. And I have to deal with how am I going to cope with my father not being there? And as an adult, that's hard mm-hmm. because we know the terms we know. You know what I'm saying? But as a child, yeah, I could only imagine like how that feels and how as a mom, not only do you have to carry your grief. In your emotional trauma, but you also have to carry your child's because they're not going to be able to carry their own. Dealing with the fact that Lauren has to go through this. Number one, uh, the the idiot that was in the hospital at the time that felt like they needed to, to record, record Lauren in that moment, trying to get into the hospital to see this. You're an idiot. 
you're only doing that for your own narrative and your own clout chasing. You're doing that for your own likes and own retweets. That's mm-hmm. personal gain for you. Right. That's probably not for, sold it to the media. That's too. A, I mean, regardless if you sell it to, again, that's for your benefit. That's you're not doing anything for anybody else by putting that video out there. So that's first and foremost. Number two, when it first happened and everything, I don't know why I, I, I connected to it so quickly. But one of the first things I started to realize was like, damn, yo, not only is it prayers up for Nipsey and his family, but prayers up for Lauren, too. Mm hmm. Because Lauren's going to have to wake up. Lauren woke up on Monday, not next to Nipsey. That's a real, like, that's a real, that's that, a real feeling. Like, like how that. you said, like, you woke up the next day and you were still, like, yeah, like for I was her, saying, yeah. that was, like, literally, like. I'm not waking up next, next to, to my, my man. Husband, yeah. You know what I mean? The person you want to spend the rest of your the life re- with. That exa- you that you expected to spend the rest of your life exactly. with. Exactly. And, and, and to have to now process why he's not here. And it's right. like everything in your life is like a reminder that he's not there. Like, you know, hearing your child run around the house and hearing being in right. a house where he was there or having reminders right. of, of his clothing, thing. his Three. items, his belongings. And you have to walk through there and see and notice like his cologne. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's little stuff like that. Yeah. Three you weeks ago, it. they just did a video with GQ. About and it their went viral, and it was just so beautiful. Yeah, and it, and it was dope, and, and and you're gonna have to see this. So I agree with the fact that, again, this is not telling you what to do, Lauren. This is just perspective on like staying on social media right now is definitely probably what she's doing anyway. Right. Yeah, because she because, was she's low key anyway. Because her mm-hmm. whole pregnancy, she didn't even post a picture, photo, or video. We didn't know she was pregnant until mm-hmm. she posted a picture of and, her baby's foot. And so when it goes down to the exact question about like how to deal with this in regards to like the kids and and, and how to process it, man, I think this is just going to be something that like, bro, this is just going to take time, man. This is um, going to take time, and it, and it and may be much, so much longer support. than what she needs because we're not going to necessarily forget Nipsey. Right. And right. we damn sure know she damn sure know she's not going to forget him. Mm-hmm. So the things that are going to come about over because this is really just the beginning of the first phase of what's happening of a traumatic experience. So right? the social media outpouring is going to continue to happen. But now we have to focus on our the memorial service. That's going to be a whole nother thing. Right. M- the memorial service is it's probably like going to be the, the first hardest. time is it, the hardest and probably going to be the first time and last time for a while that we're even going to see Lauren because nine times out of 10. I mean, unless the family decides otherwise, because of how big this is, this is going to be a big media event, which right. is going to cause the service of the memorial and everything to be televised for us to watch. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's the first wave. Then the second wave is going to be now that that's over. Everybody wanting to do something about it. Okay, so now that this has happened, you're going to have all those big wigs at that memorial. You're going to have the ditties. You're going to have the... You're going to have all those people at that memorial the service. The quote-unquote... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, humanitarians. There's another word, but I know what you're trying to say. The, yeah. Those those big-time people are going to all be at the memorial service. They're all going to come together and they're going to say, what can we do for... Like, what can we do moving right. forward? You know what I mean? To prevent this from happening. You know, and, and so, and, and that's going to be another element that she's going to have to deal with as well. So, bro, this, this shit sucks. It <laughs> like, does. This shit, this really shit is terrible. Because I feel because I can only terrible. imagine how traumatic this is. And as a big mental health advocate, like, I'm the P- PTSD, depression. I was just about to talk anxiety, about Anxiety, whatever it is. I can only imagine how, like, how difficult 
this is going to be to get through. Because when you love somebody, like you said, you you expect yourself to be with them for the rest of your life. You don't consider the fact that something like this can just snatch them out uh, with right. the quickness. You don't and you don't plan that. You don't you you think I love you from the bottom of my heart. We're going to create a family. We're going to go grow mm-hmm. old. And the only thing that's going to take you from me is old age. Like you don't you don't pre- you don't prepare for. Mm-hmm. stuff like this right like she probably woke up with him that morning and just thinking like oh mm-hmm. you know i love you i'll see you later mm-hmm. and then boom right. just like that he's gone and and see and one thing that sierra kind of hit one of the points that i was going to make about the ptsd so like this is a traumatic experience so she is going to have to deal with the thought of hearing that phone call when when they got word of oh nipsey got shot da 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 right and then hearing his music. Right. Women are two to three times higher um, at, at a higher risk of developing um, PTSD than men. Mm. Right. So that already puts you puts Lauren behind the a ball a, a little She's bit. already behind the curve. Like she's already probably going to have that PTSD. Like it, 10 to 12 um, percent of women have experienced PTSD. I've where experienced men, PTSD. Right. Where men have experienced four to five percent. So you got to think about. When when it comes to in comparison to what she's got to deal with, mm-hmm. she's dealing with not only the fact that she lost the man that she loves, but the fact that the world is looking it's to so, see it's what so are much. you going to do next? Because yeah. mm-hmm. there, I think there's a multiple ways that Lauren could move right now. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm not in her position, so I don't know exactly what her move would want to be. But if I if I was Nipsey, I feel like I would want her to continue to do what I was doing. Right. But. In her situation with such a traumatic experience, she may not be willing or able to do that emotionally. So, yeah, emotionally. So, because so there's going not only is so it going to be like yeah. with the mental health, she's going to have to deal with the triggers too. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to take a while for her to be able to listen to his music. She can't go outside the house. She can't go outside homies, the house. I got, I got homies in L.A. right now who said when they step out the house, every single car that's in the in the city right now is playing Nipsey. Right, every single car. Yeah, you, you can't go to the store. That, can't go mm-hmm. to the store. Mm-hmm. You can't leave your house because everywhere you turn, you can't look at the TV. You can't turn on the radio because radio stations are playing mm-hmm. his music like crazy. You can't, and it's even to the point where it's probably hard for her to even look at her kids because mm-hmm. I see your father, or mm-hmm. I'm, it's you, a reminder right? of that the fact that your father's not here with me. Mm-hmm. So literally, her whole entire world right now is a reminder of the fact that the love of her life is gone. It was one of those things where I kind of feel like growing up, I've always felt like I've, I, you know, I, I, I got the women in my life on my shoulder. Right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. mom, girlfriend, all of that stuff like that. Trying right. to be, you know, try to carry that. So I was thinking about, you know, being in that position. And one of the reasons why I, I am the way I feel like I am is because I know the women in my life are so emotional. Right. right? Like they're like the women in my life are overly emotional. And so I know I'm just thinking about them. I, it, it's hard for me to even look at my girl right now, th- thinking about the Nipsey situation, thinking about how she would be if because it was if, me, if, right. If it, right? If it was me, like it's hard for me. You see what I'm saying? Like it's hard for me to look at her in that eye, like because I just, I yo, like I, because I you really know, don't know it would be, it would be terrible like that, and that's why this whole situation, it, it, it's it hit just home. Yeah, I think, just, I think it hits home is also is because I can't say Nipsey that was only 33 years old. Like, yeah. one of young. my good friends is 33 right now. So I'm like, 
that could have been you or me. I remember when, for instance, when Trayvon Martin was killed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all looked at each other. We looked at our siblings. We looked at our our our, our people like cousins and I'll never forget we, Trayvon. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You would never forget. And we all looked at it like, yo, that could have been me at my age. Straight that could have been my my brother, that straight up. my cousin. And what you know what I'm saying? I remember straight up being a junior at UNCG. And it wasn't with Trayvon. It was somebody else that passed away. Because, you know, Trayvon was like the trigger. Mm-hmm. And then every Eric so Garner? often, I don't know who it was, but I think it might have been. Because I, th- I, I know Eric Garner been. was big in, around that time, too. Because mm-hmm. it would have been like 2016, 2017. I remember walking into my social work class. And I was really, these deaths of these young black men were really getting to me because I have four yeah. Beautiful black brothers. Yeah. I have four beautiful nephews. Yeah. I have a father. I yeah. have amazing friends in my life. Yeah. And around that same age, they're black yeah. men. You know what I'm saying? So I was already in a headspace where I was just like, this is getting like I was getting my soul was heavy because all of these black men were being taken away from us. Yeah. And I remember walking into my social work class and my teacher didn't even teach that day. Yeah. She said, I want my black students to get a chance to get this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want you guys to express yourselves to me and express how you're feeling right now in the climate that we are in in society. Yeah. And I want my white students to listen to what your black peers have to say because you guys have, are privileged and your black peers are hurting right now. Mm-hmm. And I remember her asking me and I was trying to keep my composure. But when no one had ever asked us, how do we feel about the climate? Everybody was moving along as normal as possible. But I remember like her asking me and I just broke down because it was somebody that was close in age to one of my brothers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I if re- my something happened to my brother. I know it was a very impactful and forgive me because I can't forget. Remember the um, the name of who it was at that time. But it was around, you know what I'm saying? That the time I think you're talking about. But 2016, I can't 2017. Maybe 14, 15-ish, somewhere in that time. But I remember being um, at my ex-girlfriend's house when something big like that happened. And we were all, it was her parents uh, and and brother, and just really sitting down and talking about how we're all black individuals um, and black males that are really, like, being targeted, um, Mm -hmm. in a sense. And it just feels like, I don't know, man, you feel a sense of, like, hopelessness. Right. In that sense. Because no one's being held accountable. Yeah. Yeah. No one. Yeah. Yeah. So and, it's like. And I think what makes this situation worse in Nipsey's case. Yeah. The fact that the suspected person to kill him yeah. is another black man. Yeah. And, oh, and I feel like in in our day and age, like with so many people targeting the black community for one of our own. Yeah. Regardless if I know you from Adam, nigga, if you a nigga, you a nigga. Like. Right. And at the end of the day, I would much rather not see you hurt. You know what I'm saying? And for somebody to... He's such to, a fucking dumbass, bro. I can't, we're going to talk about that in like, a second. It's so, yeah. it's so many like things. My, thing is, my thing is, it's like... And I was just talking to somebody about this before. It's like the crab in the bucket mentality. Yeah. You see this black man really going hard for his community. He's creating revenue. He's creating wealth. He's creating opportunities for the people in this neighborhood to do better and be better and teaching people and the generations behind him how to create wealth and teaching the importance of exactly. everybody want to be rich. I don't want to be rich. I want to be wealthy. I want to have 
something for my grandchildren and my great grandchildren that they can look forward to. So it's just like, how? Like, I don't care. I don't even, there's no reason for you to feel like you have the power, authority, or even the decency to just go and snipe somebody's life away with Mm -hmm. no afterthought. This is a man, forget the rapper. This is a father, a brother, a son, a Mm -hmm. mentor, a a role model. This This is a man who people looked up to. Right. And had so much influence and positivity. Like, I don't I, understand. Yeah. And, and you know, I just, I pray that as we continue and go on and go forward, like this is a, a moment in history, kind of like how it was with Pac and Biggie, where we right. realized like, yo, the, the enemy is not ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many other things that we should be out here battling. We right. need to come to together. Come together. You know what I'm saying? I think that's yeah. that's one thing that I've seen through all the videos, all the retweets, you all the games th- response. Yeah, like every everything hurt. I've seen is people saying we need to bond together. Like yeah. this is this is a moment in time where black people need to come together. Like absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But not yeah. only do we need to come together, but we need to remain consistent in the coming together. Right. Don't just come together for a time period and then two months later we all go back to to back to the regular scheduled programming. No, this needs to be a consistent thing. We need to remain bonded and we need to remain unified. That's the only way that change can really come because this all of this gang violence, this gun violence, all of this stuff, like it's got to stop. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just it's no point of lives being lost and more creating more trauma. You know what I'm saying? So very true. Um, shout out to Lauren. Um, you know, prayers up to her because mm-hmm. I know this is the, the 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 roughest time is happening right now so we keep you in our prayers girl yeah, uh, yeah and, and you yeah. got you got tougher days to come too um, mm-hmm. but we're gonna switch it up world rage yeah man go to a different so, topic any, it's any your stories? boy famous uh, <laughs> well did I tell y'all about the tree yeah, you did. listen, yeah. they still have the tree there. They damn. have not gotten the tree it's, up. Damn. That's what? Crazy. It's been a whole week, y'all. And the tree is still in my neighborhood. Listen, I'm so ready to get out of there. I'm yeah. so ready. But um, oh, something that really pisses me off is and I know it, it shouldn't, but I hate when people use their horns. I know that's something that you're supposed to do. You never to use. use your horn? No. Not I even don't. when somebody like cuts you off or slams on brakes or something. No. I definitely use my horn. I Especially hate when, when people, people are emerging. Horn. Some people I hate when people emerge and they don't look to people see use if I'm their in their horn blind for spot. no reason out here in Greensboro. I though. use my when I use my horn, it's to let you That's know hey, you hitting nigga. people. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah that we is not <laughs> the reason. Fourth car in three months. <laughs> no, it's not. Sierra Dan, yeah. But anyway. It's not. So this week on uh Road Rage, and, and this kinda is a road rage to be honest. Um mm-hmm. because I think from coming from some of the areas that we've come from, as well as Nipsey, um, they're not the best of neighborhoods, right? They might not be the cream de la creme of the area you're <laughs> in, right? And and one thing that I really applauded Nipsey on doing is that, yo, this is a black man, came straight from the hood and decided to say, I'm going to stay in the hood to make sure we fix it, right? Right. I applaud that because a lot of people probably couldn't do that, i.e. somebody like LeBron James who stayed in Cleveland for all of those years to mm-hmm. get back to the community. He left, but he came right back and is still doing the same thing, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, in those same communities. So one thing I, I kind of wanted to talk to y'all about was coming from where we come from, when we get to the point where we can give back and we decide to 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 give back to these communities, are we going to go back to the communities that we're from? Because, see, if I'm, if I'm talking about coming back to Zebulon, right, 
Zebulon has not changed much from when I left it, right? So mm-hmm. it's still high crime rates, a lot of gang violence, a lot of a lot of bad things that are happening in Zebulon that hasn't really changed in the time that I've been gone. Yeah. So would I be smart to go back to that community in which it would be like a community in which Nipsey was, right? Right. Where it could be kind of dangerous to still be in that community, but at least you're evoking change. So would I do it? Would you do it, and absolutely. and how would you want um, to approach that? Absolutely. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm from Mississippi. Um, I was born in Biloxi, Mississippi. Right. Um, spent a lot of time, like, till I was like five years old in Waveland, mm-hmm. Mississippi. Um, and I would definitely go back and give back. Um, it's a part of who I am. That's what I consider home for me. And uh, simply because um, a lot of people don't really pay attention to. That this Mississippi, like this, the coast, because a lot of them were affected by Katrina. Mm-hmm. Everybody was focused on a lot of New Orleans, but the Gulf Coast was affected. And my grandmother was actually um, lost her house to Hurricane Katrina and it had to be rebuilt. And a lot of stuff on the coast was destroyed, like amusement parks, stores, the casino, like a lot of stuff was, and it, it still is um, messed up or like vacant or abandoned. So mm-hmm. I would definitely go back and give back to the community and um, do something with that. I would definitely give back to, um, I grew up in Oxford, North Carolina. Um, it's a very small town, but I would find some way to give back to the community, give back to the youth in that community because mm-hmm. um, people saw something in me when I was youth, when I was a youth, right. is that how you, when I was young, like in Lion King, when I was a young war- warthog, you know what I'm saying? Warthog? You ain't never wow. seen Lion King? Yes. Okay. But. Okay. Um, um, I would definitely give back because I feel like there's so many people who are looking for help or looking for some type of assistance, and especially people who are black and brown, mm-hmm. they don't have the resources to do these things or to get the help that they need. So I would definitely, um do something to give back to the community to help families, underprivileged families, underprivileged kids. Right. Yeah. Um, because we need it because the government ain't really doing much for us. So, mm-hmm. so I think um, I'm not from the hood. Uh, I come from the burbs. I come from the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, 99.9% of my friends do come from the hood uh, or some version of it. That might not be, you know, uh, Crenshaw and Slauson that, right. that, that Nissy came from, but in some version of, of the hood, 99.9% of my friends do come from that. So my opinion on this might be slighted and cats can take it for what it is or what it's not. But let's just say, for example, that the environment in which I came from or that there's an environment in which I need to, to, to look at like a hood in my community. Right. What I go back and stay there. My first initial reaction to that is no, there's no point for me to go back to an environment that wants to do wrong by me anyway and so mm-hmm. could, anybody can correct anybody that wants to correct me can at me at dj nicktoon and tell me I'm, I'm wrong and all that stuff like that but there's from what i've seen and what i've gathered the dude who offed nipsey was somebody that was in his same community Nipsey was in the community really trying to spread positivity, excellence, and wealth within your community, and you were the one that offed him. So ultimately, you look like the dumbass. Right. Absolutely. And now you're about to go to jail. Like, you look like the dumbass. So, uh, and and the hood does this all the time. They cut their nose to spite their face. 
And it's like, what point of it is for me to reach a level of success and wealth and everything is in, in, in to some extent status and for me to want to go back? It's like it's a no type point. of thing. It's like a type of thing where it's, it's no like point. you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. It's not and and I but <laughs> see I don't give a damn about the people who feel the way that like f- for those individuals that feel like that's fucked up for me not wanting to go back. It's 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 yeah. you, you see what I'm saying? And, like, and see and what I would say about that Nick is I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with not going back. Like for instance, what Nipsey was doing is different like it's abnormal he's in his hood because that's where he's from right. even he though he's there too didn't he right even though he doesn't have to be there right yeah i think that for me i'm not saying that i don't want to go back to zebulon but i don't want to make zebulon my home to be honest yeah absolutely. like i would love I would to never... give i would love to pour myself into zebulon and other areas surrounding it right but i don't think that that's where i want to build my home and i think that that's something different to, based off of who you are like i think the type of person nipsey was is like yo crenshaw to the day i die and that was him that that was his was. lifestyle that was his lifestyle and that's how, who he was and i think that fit him and his character right because i think sometimes you do have to be ingrained within that community to keep it going and to keep it growing but there's also communities in which you can come in when you need when it's necessary right yeah. where you don't have to be living amongst that community to help that community there's gonna doesn't be, mean that you're above them in any capacity but yeah there's gonna be ways in which i can give back to the hood and other resources that does not mean me being physically in the hood right and it's not it's, it's not anything slight but again you I, if you, history repeats itself and it continuously shows what like what it's about and nothing from the hood has shown me the benefits of still being in that environment. Mm-hmm. And if somebody can find me the benefit of going back, then show it to me. But we just had a recent example on March like 31st. I feel like you can give back without going back. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there's definitely ways in which I could certainly give back. But, you know, do I see anything wrong with giving back to the hood and living in Calabasas? No. If you're giving back, do because I get, does Jay-Z still live in Marcy Projects? No, and I guarantee you right. he probably does not want to stay in Marcy Projects right now. Even though he has no problem with giving back to it. Right. And I and I think I think that's where um I think that depending on who you are as a person, like I think I think you should definitely do what fits you best. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I wouldn't live there, but I would definitely do something to evoke yeah. some type of positive change in the community. Yeah. And I and I feel like Nipsey, you know, he was doing what he thought was the best option for him. Yeah, for for his character, a lot for of his, don't his see it. personality. I feel like in that, like a lot of people don't see people coming back and staying back and actually doing it hands on, up close and personal. Because they see what happens, yeah, right. Which, which, which is, is because, why cause Nipsey, because Nipsey's situation is not new. It's new to us, right? It's new to us. It's new to us as a, a, a as young millennials. Because again. We've seen people die. We've seen celebrities die. We've seen people get shot and die that mm-hmm. are of importance. But there's a Nipsey's situation. I think his differently because like all he the different factors so that we're talking about, like being in the hood. But again, like this got to feel a pocket big. Mm-hmm. Like this has this has that type of essence and that type of feel. Like this must be what it felt like when Pac was shot and you got the news because it just felt. We look back on Tupac quotes and say, damn, that shit sounds different in 2019. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that has vision for things that are happening right now. So and it's always and it's always with younger artists like this. It's the story of what if. Yeah. It That was Nipsey's first studio album. Yeah. Victory Lap. And yeah. it was nominated it, for a Grammy. Executive produced by Puff himself. And he owns all the masters. Yeah. Like you're talking about 
him changing the game where he's showing these younger guys you can you can make great music, you can win Grammys, and you can still own your masters. Cause see, most of the time when people are signing these contracts now, they own fifty percent of their masters or a percentage of their masters, so they can make more money on the the quicker end, right? And I I feel like I feel as if there's not a lot of rappers and and people out coming out now like new upcoming artists that have that kind of stilo as Nipsey did. And I think we're going to hurt from that unless we start to get some of those artists to brand themselves that way. Because most artists now that are coming out are just all about the quick money. They all about absolutely. All they about don't even have shine. They don't even flashing. have the love for. Like I saw a video where they don't even have the love for music and hip hop. They just really doing it for the money. Right, and I, and I think I really do appreciate the fact that Nipsey did go back to his environment and change everything he did change in the time that he could. You know what I'm saying? And I think that I would urge anybody who feels comfortable to do that. And and if you don't feel comfortable, make sure you still give back, but in a different way. Excuse me, because like I said, there's so many ways to give back to the community other than just living in that community and, and giving back. You could be outside of that community and still give back to that same community. And I, I think that's what I'm kind of doing with Cope Fest, with, you know, with Greensboro. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to bring the community Together. that I'm seeing something that ha- hasn't been given to them. And and it, and even if I continue to to keep doing Cope Fest and I keep it in Greensboro, it doesn't mean I have to be living in Greensboro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I could be in Charlotte. I could be in Florida. Atlanta. There Florida, are yeah. there, there are plenty of examples of 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 prominent black individuals that don't live in the areas in which that they were born and 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 support the communities in which they came from. We definitely lock, knock uh, the individuals that don't. But again, I'm not gonna knock you for not wanting to be there right i don't knock uh the migos for not wanting to live in zone six the way that because all they are is a target right if you if if the migos still stayed in zone six in their hood like that's that they're a target so it it, it, it's no point for for, um for me personally to 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 see them do that but um Mm -hmm. that was world rage Mm -hmm. uh we do that every week on the show um one thing we're going to talk about, one of the biggest things, why do we even know Nipsey Hussle, man? Uh, this is my topic. Talk about it. Uh, about it. He's a rapper, right? The he music. gets to, He gets to these bars, man. Um, we've talked about it a plethora amount of times on this podcast already because I'm going to kind of start from the top and then kind of go back a little bit. But Victory Lap. Uh, we had a long conversation with my boy Dev, who was on the show, about Victory Lap. It's the perm episode for those of you who are wondering. Yeah, shout out, Dev. And uh, the conversation was centered around the fact that it was being um, nominated or at that time that we discussed it. Was it nominated at that time? No. The the, the conversation, I think, was at the six-month mark of the year. We were just kind of talking about the albums that had came out at that point in time. And Victory Lap was at the, at the top of everybody's list. Now, mm-hmm. at that time, me and Dev were having a conversation back and forth about Astro World and Victory Lap. Because I told him, had he came a week earlier, Astro World had just came out. I said, "Yo, Victory Lap would have been my number one album," but I was all on this um, Travis wave. But I think the reason why Victory Lap hit so hard, going back to what I said originally, right. is the fact that it just made you feel like you were in the environment of LA. Mm-hmm. I remember Cat, it has an LA feel like to it. It, it. It just made you feel like I was in Crenshaw and Slauson. With the with the, with the caddy down, wind blowing, and I'm you know what I'm saying I'm 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 on the I'm on the corner, you know, for you know real, what I'm saying? Real. Like that's the feeling that it gave me in uh, a very impactful. It, it 
it's so crazy the beginnings of Nipsey because if you guys remember a couple years back, Nipsey did this thing where he was selling his album Crenshaw for a hundred dollars, right? He was selling his album uh, for a hundred dollars. People thought he was crazy for doing that, but mm. one of the people that really reached out to him that really gave him that cosign was Hove, right? Hove bought a couple joints from him and was like, "Yo, I see you out here really doing that." Because what was Nipsey all about? He's all about economic wealth. He was all about putting that back into the right, community. Right. So right. like, even selling a couple hours for a hundred a hundred dollars gives him a a flip, and so he makes that album gets a gets a little buzz. Um, it, it, it's sounding good, and like Calvin said, Victory Lap was his first studio album. So everything previously to that was like mixtape. Mix tape. You know what I mean? But it was mixtape in the form of what we call a mixtape in the 2010 era, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of these cats dropping mixtapes at that point in time were sounding like albums anyway. Um, and so the respect that he was getting from the game was immense. Cats that were coming from L.A., Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. um, The Game. Um, Which was really devastated by all of yeah, this it's So from a musical aspect, what I think we're going to be missing uh, one is a great talent. I saw J. Cole tweet that he had just reached out to Nipsey and that uh, this was supposed to be the year that they was going to get something together and eat something up, man. Yeah. Um, when you see stuff like that, it makes it harder for you to like really yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, it just makes it hard. Yeah, I think I think when it comes to the music area of of Nipsey's hustle, um, and like I said, I, I came to the game late. Like, yeah. I'm not one of those type of people who would try to flex and act like I, I heard Crenshaw and which is Lawson okay. And all that, yeah, which is right? okay. Yeah. I wasn't I was the same. I wasn't really I listened, but I wasn't like it wasn't until I heard Victory Lap yeah. where I was like, wow. Right. And and I think for a lot of people, Victory Lap was the the album that put them in the that, conversation that of what Nipsey, Nipsey was. Hustle I think fans. the first I think the first time I ever even knew about Nipsey Hustle was it was a video, um, and they've been posting a lot lately, but of him talking to one of the guys in the uh he had like a meet and greet or something mm-hmm. and the guy was rapping to him yeah whatever. do you know yeah. that the guy that was rapping to him he, in the he video got he got shot and killed, killed too. a yeah. couple yeah. months ago yeah. so what that really brought me out. i was like yo you know it was funny because nipsey was like yeah. it's free it's free but then from there i started listening to more of his music and I think the respect that I have for him as a person right. is going to translate into the music now. Because now I can go back and listen to the older albums and see, yo, I, I like this track. Because usually what I do, like I remember when I first listened to uh, Vince Staples, yeah. I listened to his newest joint and I was like, oh, I actually like him. So I went back and listened to some of his older stuff because that's usually what I do when I hear about new artists. And it gave me more of an appreciation for his new stuff. Yeah. So right. I know if I go back and listen to Crenshaw, Slaw, Slauson and everything, I'm going to be like, yo, Victory Lab was good, yeah, but I know I'm going to see the this progression. This other shit cracking. Yeah, right? yeah, this other so shit cracking. I would urge anybody who's a music head or loves music, yo, go back and listen to his old stuff if you haven't listened to it. So that way when we listen to his current stuff, yeah. we can be like, yo, I see, I see the difference. I see the progression. I see where he was already at years yeah. ago. Right. The crazy thing is listening to Nipsey right now, it hits different. It does. It hits different. It does. It does. All his words are just... Like, all his words hit different. His yeah. second verse... So, I had a conversation. I, I, I'm in a group chat where we talk We talk hip-hop. And that's a majority of the conversation. And we talked about how um, last year, I was going through some of my verses of the year, right? 
my number one verse of the year, and I have the receipts, I said was Nipsey Hussle's second verse on Blue Laces 2 on the Victory Lap album. Because if you go and you listen to that verse, bro, that shit hit so hard when he was talking mm. about Dr. Sebi. He was talking about Rick Ross and Wealth. He was talking about like all these different things, and it was just like, man, like I miss that we're not going to get the second version of that. We're not going to get the polished, clean, like, we're not going to get the upgraded version of what Victory Lap was. You know what right. I mean? And that, and that's the sad part about it. Um, I could go on for days about Nipsey Hustle Records and, like, Ocean View. That I could just, it sucks that we, it sucks that we're missing out um, on the talent. One other thing I wanted to breach out to is the fact that if you go stream all his, inf- all his stuff or you buy his his music, uh, he owns 100% of his masters, what we talked about. Yep. What, what, people, what, what, what people don't understand with ownership and masters, when you own your masters, mm-hmm. you, you th- there is no middleman in the deal that you have to cut with the revenue that you receive from a stream. Exactly. Right? So whereas it may, per stream, an artist may get 60 cents per the stream that you get in duration depending on how long and depending on what streaming service you do. Mm-hmm. So majority of us in the room, shout out to Apple, we're all on Apple Music. Every artist on Apple Music gets um, 60% of a percent of the stream that goes to that artist. Mm-hmm. Title is a little bit higher. You get 90 cents per the stream of every um, stream. That all goes into, that all goes to Nipsey. So not necessarily saying that, because I'm not sure how it's going to be aligned up right now, but mm-hmm. we would assume that the family is in charge of that. But that may go, that money may go in other places in regards to Nipsey. But that information does all go to Nip. And also go support the, cl- go support the brand. He had merch. All right, Crenshaw.com. You can go. You can buy you can buy all the merch. You know what I'm saying? I spent eighty dollars on a t shirt yesterday for uh, on Nipsey Hustle, you know, stuff just to just to social support. So anything you can do. Um I think that's all we, we can do at this yeah. point. Is just make sure you, you can support yeah. in whatever way you can. You and, know what I'm saying? I can't get on a, fly, a plane and, and fly to Crenshaw right now, but right. I can I can post them when I can. Or yep. you know, like yep. and, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know it's different than like when a family member dies or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I really think that his death really was like a big moment for this our, joint. for our, for our era. Absolutely. Because like, like Sierra said, we knew Pac and Biggie got shot and killed, but we were young. It was yeah. like, I, I think it now was, when Pac and Biggie, we weren't 90, even, we weren't even born. 90, 97 and 96. Right. I was, we I was here. I was little though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was a yeah. child. So like being able to actually experience this, and it's like wow, like yeah. I've, I saw I've saw people that I follow who had pictures with Nipsey. Like yeah. yo, I met Nipsey my three boy, four months ago. Bro, like my my boy Kyle took a picture with Nipsey. Like at his like they had a function together, and he was you know what I'm saying he took he took a picture with Nipsey. It, 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 bro, it's it's tough. This this one this shit sucks. <laughs> like this, like I, I, there really is no it way really else hurts. to put I've it. I've never like, really felt like a physical yeah. pain. Like like a like an actual hurting. This shit really, this really does hurt. like this one. And again, and what's so crazy is that you know it was the it, 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 I told y'all I woke up the next morning and I was still feeling some type of way. Right. And, you know I would think like you know in the past like when Mac Miller passes I I, I forget where I was at. Um, at the time I I think I might have been at work, 
But the, the the difference is, I think, is that we understood his passing and we're understanding that it was different. But all we, the, the acknowledgement to Mac was just like, dang, it's crazy that we lost this person, right? Mm-hmm. It's so physical. What had me tripping was that I thought I was going to go to work and nobody would be talking about it because nobody I work with is invested in the culture at mm-hmm. all. So I'm thinking I'm going to just go to work and just kind of like it, mellow, it, it blow up, mellow it out. But then I go on my lunch break and I get in my car and I'm like, why am I still so fucked up about this shit? Like, why is this shit still heavy on my heart? Yo, like, I I, I, I don't know what to I, what I don't to know say. what to say, man. The only thing I can say is rest in peace to um, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, we love you. Uh, we gonna miss you for damn sure. Your legacy and will keep going though. Y- your legacy, yeah. Shout what, out to Nick Cannon for finishing the Doctor. Oh Sebi man, shout out to Nick Cannon for doing that. Protect man. him at yeah. all costs. Um, I I, I don't want to go too much again into in, 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 into the the suspect, but just know that you you deserve everything that you got coming for you. Um. Anything that happens on this side of Earth that you have, you, you, you're going to deserve every last uh, bit of it. And, oh. you know, I, I I would even go as far to say I'm I, I know Calvin's mentioned and, and reported that he was captured earlier, but I, I'm a little mad the streets didn't get to him first. Oh, the Crips is out there looking for him, I heard. Um, I, I, But anyway, we, we're not going to leave it on that note. We're going to leave it on a positive <laughs> note. Uh, shout out to Nipsey. Stream all his music. Yes, Stream all his keep music. Streaming. Uh, go listen to Victory Lap and Beyond. Go go play his music all weekend, all week. Let it be the soundtrack to your life right now, mm-hmm. and just just enjoy Nipsey, man. Enjoy enjoy the life. I I know we'll be getting information about when the memorial service is going to be happening and all that pretty soon. So um, yeah, y'all man. probably will be able to stream that. You know, somewhere and in, in, in see how that that'll be an event. Mm-hmm. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that is the Push Star Podcast. Clap it up one clap time for us, clap it up. and clap it up one time for Nipsey. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Sierra Danielle, what are you doing this weekend? Um, I'm actually hanging out with one of my close friends, Courtney. Mm. Haven't, we haven't had quality time. This is a long time, so we're gonna hang out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Sir Calvin, Famous Phillips, what you got going on, bro? Um, I will probably be turning up with you at some point. Hey! <laughs> at some point. Um, hey! I don't know if you're going to be in Raleigh or in Greensboro. That's what but, I'm going to ask. Um, Are you going to be in Raleigh or Greensboro All right, Saturday? so look, for those that want to know, it is my birthday. I will be turning an undisclosed age, and it will be lit. Saturday. I will be in Raleigh all day. All right? I'll be in Raleigh all day, all night. You can catch me at Dreamville Fest. If you're at Dreamville Fest, I'll let your boy. Um, if you need a pregame move, I have a pregame move for you. It is undisclosed. It's very private. So if you really like, if you're listening to this podcast on Friday and you really need something to do before the Dreamville Fest, hit my line. I got something for you. Mm-hmm. Dreamville Fest is happening. Boom, we out there. Shout out to the homie Cole. We're going to lead the podcast. I mean, lead the podcast. We're going to leave the festival. <laughs> and then there is a potential move, uh, which is also undisclosed. Uh, we have not figured that out yet. But Sunday is for my people. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody that can't make it to Raleigh for the Dreamville Fest. We will be at my place <laughs> for uh, a, a cookout. And um, uh, if you want to attend that, you know, you got to hit my mans in there <laughs> for that one. My mans. In you got to hit my mans in there. Sierra, you coming to the cookout? You know, is Sierra invited to the cookout? See, you know what? Sierra is invited to the cookout, and you want to know why Sierra is invited to the cookout? Do I want to know? Do I already know why I'm invited to the cookout? Hey, <laughs> man, 
Hey, your boy's birthday. Hey, man. Hey, look, before Happy I get birthday, about it, motherfucker. Hey, look, I need some birthday love. Hey, cash out me some funds, do all that. I need all the birthday love, man. Listen, when you get to this point in the podcast, me and tell me happy birthday, motherfucker. All and right. put some cash money in his and, cash app. And put at DJ Nick Tuna, all right? Yeah, the cash app is money Ca- sign A-C-E-A-P. Hey, ASAP, DJ Nick <laughs> Tuna. It's my birthday. Sierra <laughs> birthday. One time for the birthday, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bitch. <laughs>